And if you're somebody that doesn't know the meaning of your name, please, it's important. It's important. Don't be professing my name is this one. The declaration over your life is evil. You got to come out of agreement with that name. Yeah. Hey guys, hope you guys have had a great week. Welcome once again to In Position. Hey guys, welcome to In Position. This is episode four. We made it this far. I'm excited. Hope everybody has had a great week so far and I hope you've caught up on the last episodes. One, two, three, because I believe that something in there could be valuable to you. But anyways, let's get on with this. So I want to start first by saying something, a thought that came into my mind today. I had to ask myself this question, and I think it will be helpful if you ask yourself too. Would I be okay if God is my only cheerleader? Yeah. Would you be okay if God is your only cheerleader? If you don't receive the applause of anybody else, if you don't have friends or family or strangers even cheering you on, because sometimes all people have really are strangers on the internet that appreciate your gift. But if you don't have any of that, if the only person that sees, approves and applauds you is God, will you be content in that? I asked myself that question today and I pray that my answer is yes. I have to consistently remind myself the why behind why I'm doing certain things. And that's a really important question because my why behind this podcast, which I've said maybe in pretty much every episode since I started this is because God said so. He left me with no doubt. I would say little to no, but really he left me with no doubt as to this instruction. He made it very clear. So that is why I'm here. And I have to remind myself, even though I just started, I have to remind myself that when the numbers aren't looking the way I want them to, but I am sure that God is pleased, that is more than enough. Funny enough, today I was watching a video. I didn't even finish it, but I came across a YouTube video. Um, Priscilla Scher, I hope I pronounced her name right, was she said something about age that stuck with me. And maybe some of you have already seen this video, but she was talking about how some people talk about them being too old or too young to do a thing that God has called them to do. And said, there's no age like that in the kingdom, because if all you have on this earth is till 30, then 25 is pretty old, you know? And if you have till 80, then yeah, maybe 20 is a bit young, but it's relative. And it's relative to information that we are not privy to. So, That was not the reason I brought that up, but I think that's important. Maybe somebody needed to hear that. I brought that up because I was talking about the applause, right? She mentioned something. She said that when you get to heaven, she doesn't believe God is going to be asking you how many Instagram followers did you have? It's going to be a question of what did you, what did you do with what I gave you? How did you steward what I put into your hands? 
that is the question. It's not about the number of followers and the number of people that are, you know, clapped and applauded. And those things feel good. Of course, we want to be seen. But we need to make sure that we're not getting security, identity, value, sense of worth from those things. And so if God is the only person that cheers you on, you made it. You made it. So yeah, that was a little thing I wanted to start with. You will notice something a bit different today. I hope the audio is as good. I'm using a different mic. It's not a bad mic, but I think, yeah, I think I need to bring this a bit closer. But it's not a bad mic, but it's not as great as the one I was using before. That was my brother's mic. I probably need to upgrade, but yeah, that's not a cheap mic. Um, So there are a bit of plosives here when I say things like block or plural. You, you hear the p. Just bear with me. I am working this thin through. And besides that, yeah, today I am by myself. It's just me recording today. But we're going to do this thing. We made it to episode four and I'm excited. So let's do it. I have had a thought on my mind all week. Honestly, not just all week. I've been thinking about this for a while. I don't know why it suddenly became this somewhat heavy, significant thing. It's been pressing. But it just has been on my heart. And it's the significance of names. And I know for a fact that people are not really going to agree with me on this one. Um, I'm still finding my footing as to what it means. Yeah, and where to go from here. And I'll explain all of that. Yeah, let's just get into it. So, obviously we know from the scriptures, because we're going to refer to the scriptures for everything. That's our foundation, right? It's the word of God. Um, We know in the scriptures that names have significance. You know, we go back to the very beginning from Eve or even just go to Abraham. We know That's a common story most of us know, right? The changing of Abraham's name to Abraham because he's no longer just a father. He's a father of many nations and God named him as such. Same thing with Sarai to Sarah, now uh, a mother of many nations. I don't think it was just mother because I, I wrote this down. I want to get this right. I did a bit of research and yes, yeah, Sarai means princess or woman of strength. But it's like my Sarai, so it's more possessive. But when the name was changed to Sarah, it's like the princess woman of strength of many nations, right? So it's more pluralistic, if that's a correct word. We think about other other names, like um, Isaac. Isaac means laughter. You, this has nothing to do with anything, but a fun fact or something that was a little interesting to me is that when God told Abraham, right, that they were going to have a child, Abraham laughed. We know that. And God told Abraham that you're going to name him Isaac. Now, in the next chapter, you see that God told Sarah and Sarah laughed. And then God asked her why she laughed. Is anything too hard for me? Oh, that one sticks with me. Is anything so hard for me? And then Sarah denied that she laughed, but God said, you did laugh. It's just interesting to me how I don't see a record of God um, talking to Abraham about his response and laughter, but he did that to Sarah. And it's interesting how he named Isaac laughter before Sarah laughed. I just think that's incredible. But the point is, the name had meaning 
it was significant that he was named Isaac. Now, that's just, you know, two names we've mentioned. No, three, actually. Abraham, Sarah, Isaac. You can go on and on. We know Peter and how God said, on this rock, I will build my church. You know, his name being changed from, well, I don't know if it's changed, but him being named Peter as opposed to just Simon. It had significance. Ishmael is another one. Amazing story. So we have Hagar, who is out there, wondering how she's going to provide her being sent away um, from what was home, essentially, at first to her, and having this child, and God hearing her and telling, sending an angel to her to let her know to name the child Ishmael as a sign that I hear you. God hears. That's incredible. Had significance behind the name. Solomon, which is one we don't talk about a lot, and I feel like I, even though I've read it before, didn't even remember. I didn't remember that that was a thing. But Solomon also got a name from God. Solomon already has a good meaning. Um, I don't remember what Solomon means. But Jedediah was the name that God said to name him. And Jedediah means beloved of the Lord. And you can see that in 2 Samuel 12 verses 25. We also have instances of people naming people with significance. Like if you remember the story of Benjamin, Benjamin by his mother was actually named Ben-Oni, which is like son of my sorrow because she was going through a lot when she had that child. And then Jacob renamed him because every time you say that name, she, he, he doesn't want to have that negative memory, right? And he renamed him to Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. And there's so many, there's so many instances so many instances we see the significance of names another one which is really interesting and i don't even know that this has anything to do with this topic but i was reading this yesterday and it hit me hard moses was named moses because he was drawn out of the water right moses actually means like to draw out or to bring out or something like that he was drawn out from the water and i think it's really incredible that that name was pretty much prophetic because not only was it referring to his past, where he came from, being drawn out of the water, but he was the people that drew, helps to bring out the Israelites from the land of Egypt. So my point is this, names have significance. We know this not just because of the list that I've mentioned here, but even God tells us who he is by his name. He tells us who he is. I am El Shaddai, I am the I am that I am. He tells us even Jesus, our savior, they told Mary, um, Mary and Joseph were um, instructed to name Jesus, Jesus, because he's the savior. And if you read the scriptures, God often gives reasons as to why he tells them to name them what he tells them to name them, right? There's intentionality behind that. Like in the scripture where, um, Mary, sorry, in the scripture where Mary and Joseph were to name Jesus God told them why the angel God you know through the angel told them why it's because he shall save his people from their sins even us calling him Emmanuel in the scriptures where it said he shall be called Emmanuel is because God will be with us you know in the flesh and Peter being named Peter as opposed to just Simon is because he said on this rock I'll build my church Abraham and Sarah, I said, because I am making you the father of many nations. You know, Sarah, the mother of many nations. So here's the point. 
God put authority in your name. Even the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus holds so much significance, right? That is why if we pray anything, if we ask anything in his name according to his will, God hears us. We have an authority that we must submit under to bring to fruition the things that we are requesting or to come before God, we ask in the name of Jesus. Jesus has become a mediator for us. He's become a mediator for us. There's authority in the name of Jesus, which is why we seal our prayers in the name of Jesus because he stands in the gap for us. When they name, at least back then, when they named people, they named them with intentionality. The meaning was considered. When I was named, there was intentionality behind my name. Now, I'm Nigerian. I'm African from Nigeria, the Yoruba tribe specifically, and my name is Temi Tokwe. Now, I don't tell a lot of people my name is Temi Tokwe <laughs> because... Well, I am in Canada and my name be butchered up and down and it's a little tough sometimes. And it can be difficult, you know, having to tell people how to pronounce your name. And this is not really the podcast for that, but I'll explain where I'm feeling a bit of friction. So over here, I tell people my name is Tammy. In Nigeria, I used to say my name is Topwe. Here I tell people it's Tammy, and some people only know me as T, which really is a nickname. Now, what does T mean? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. If we really believe that our words have power, then every time we call a person's name, it's almost like a declaration. We are speaking life over them if that name has a meaning that, you know, is, is prophetic. That is good. My name, Temi Tokwe, means mine is worthy of praise or you deserve to give God praise. You know, a lot of times in languages, we don't literally translate this thing word for word English. Languages can be a bit complicated, but the essence of it is you deserve to give God praise. That is significant. That is significant. And that really is my life that I'm living right now. I'm praising God every day. It was significant. My mother named me that intentionally. My father named me that intentionally. And I have a number of names. And yeah, some of you are going to laugh when I expose myself here. But now I've gotten to the point where I understand the significance of this. And I'm bold in bearing the names that I bear. I have a number of names. I'm not going to get into all of them, but I will say one of them. And I was teased in high school a lot for this. And even I laughed at myself. You know, I didn't take it personally or anything. But my name is Olushego. Yes, that is my name. Yes, I am a lady and that's my name. And for people that are not Nigerian, they may not get like, what does that mean? But in Nigeria, that name is more typically, you know, it's a name that's born by Bor. I don't know. <laughs> Most people that have that name are male. I think it's a bit uncommon for a woman to have that name. And I remember the first time that I found out that was my name. I didn't know for a long time. I went to high school and when I was filling out like the papers, the forms to get into school, they asked for the names on your certificate. And one of the spaces there is a middle name, right? It has to match up with your certificate. I knew some of my other names, but I didn't know this one. And I had to ask, and I think it was my mother that told me, Zolushego. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's my name? Are you kidding me? 
And I feel like I held that thing like a secret for a long time. At some point, it got exposed. And in high school, it was a whole joke because we know Lucia Gualbas and Joda was a president in Nigeria. They were like, OBJ, OBJ. And then they would bow down and prostrate and all the things. It was a running joke. I laughed at myself too. It was funny. <laughs> yes, it was. But I remember hiding that name. And I remember asking, why did you name me that? Olushago basically means God has given you the victory. Or in its more literal sense, Oluwashago means God is victorious. But by virtue of that, it means we are victorious. So it means God has given you the victory or victorious one. That is powerful. There is significance in that name and I am living it today. I remind myself of my name as a determinant of where I'm going, my end. Now, some people obviously have names that were given to them by random people with no significance. Your name can be changed. I really believe that there is significance in the name that you carry, the name that you bear. And so this is where I've been having a bit of friction. I've been asking myself, what do I do? Now that I know that the name is significance, my name is Tammy Tokwe, how am I going to go around in Canada, telling people my name is Tammy Tope. Like, am I willing to be hearing Tammy Topi, Tammy Tope? Because I dealt with a lot of that and I still deal with a lot of that when they're looking at my official records. But I'm just beginning to feel a level of discontent with sticking with a nickname that has no meaning. Your name matters, it does. If you believe that there is power, life and death in the tongue, then what you speak matters. What you say over yourself matters. So there are even some names like Ogun Shola, Ogun this, Ogun that, and you're saying the God of, you know, Ogun is a God in, in Nigeria, does this for me. It's like, who do you serve? So I think it's really important. It's important even like when you get an understanding to adjust accordingly and I think some people need to change their names and as for me I'm trying to figure out what to do moving forward because I don't know I'm like it's hard out here <laughs> you know people not intentionally obviously it's global like it's, it's a big world people can't pronounce these things easily they can learn but that requires me to have to repeat constantly and I keep asking myself if I'm willing to do that but I am just realizing that there is so much weight in my name and yes I want everybody else to be confessing over me what my parents confessed over me when they named me which is that I am victorious Olushego, which is that mine is worthy of praise that I deserve to give God praise their significance yeah I don't know what I'm trying to tell you guys, I think I'm trying to tell you that you need to go back and study the meaning of your name and ask God if you need a new name, honestly. And some of you need to go by the names that you were given, that were prophetic, that were a declaration and prayer over your life. You need to re recognize the significance and drop the nicknames that you adopted. I'm trying to figure out what that means for me because I didn't just pick a random nickname, right? Same top where like T is just a sh is a short form, but at the same time, T doesn't mean anything. So I don't know. I'm figuring out how to go about this moving forward. And when people are calling me Tammy, which is what I've told people to call me, it just means mine. 
And it's so weird. There are a bunch of people calling me mine. And we don't see it that way because it's uh, a local language, right? But still. Anyways. Yeah. I don't think anything is too deep anymore. There are people that will listen to this or watch this and think, oh, she's doing too much. But this is what my eyes have been open to lately. And yeah, I'm checking everything in the word of God and asking God how to move on from here. I'm still figuring it out. But as I'm processing it, I'm sharing it with you. Check your name and recognize the significance of your name. And if you're somebody that doesn't know the meaning of your name, please, it's important. It's important. Don't be professing my name is this one. The declaration over your life is evil. You got to come out of agreement with that name. Yeah. So I think I'm going to stop there. Actually, I do want to say a few more things about names um, because I looked at my notes I tried to put notes down this time, guys. I tried. And <laughs> um, another instance is Jesus Barabbas. Now, Jesus Barabbas is the person that was chosen to be saved instead of Jesus when they were trying to pick, like, who are they going to crucify? Jesus Christ, our Savior, was crucified, and they let Barabbas go. Now, Jesus, as we know, is the son of the Father God. Barabbas means son of the Father can you see how the substitution was intentional? Now, don't tell me that's a coincidence. And I remember I heard my pastor, Pastor Paul Adeferafi in Nigeria. I heard him preach a message about this and it shocked me. I was like, whoa, that's so true. Barabbas, they were both Jesus and they were both sons of the father. That's not a coincidence. So, yeah, um, I had a whole bunch of nicknames, uh, some of them were just really sad, <laughs> you know. Um, a bunch of nicknames in high school. Tiwatope. Do I want to expose myself like this? I need to think. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say I had a bunch of nicknames. I'll probably do a blog post where I just expose myself and you guys can laugh. But now, my name is Olusha Gwan. I'm proud. And I recognize why my mother gave me that name, why my father gave me that name, and they gave it to me proudly. Who said that there's only men that can be victorious? Are you serious? No. So, yeah. Now, if you ask me what my name is, I say it loud and proud. My name is Temi Tokwe. My name is Olushego. As for, you know, people over here, I still tell them my name is T. I'm trying to figure that part out, like I said, but I am proud of my names. And I think it's really important that every single name you have, you go dig out what is the meaning. Is this something I want to speak over my life? Is this something that I want to come in agreement with? Is this something you want to be labeled by? I think it's important. So, so something else that I did want to talk about is where are you? Where are you? Yeah. I didn't think that this would be in this episode, but I guess here we are. Um, we all know, I'm sure we've had countless messages on this um, podcast, read books, whatever is common. It's so important. And we know that this question comes from the beginning in the garden where God is asking Adam and Eve, where are you when they went to hide and cover themselves with fig leaves? How are you going to know how to get to where you're going if you don't know where you are? I thought about that. I thought about that because um, in line with an analogy, because if you are going somewhere and most of us in today's day and age use some sort of GPS, Google Maps, Waze, whatever. 
you have to put in your current location or your place of origin. And the route to get to where you're trying to go to your destination is customized based on where you are now. And so if you can't be honest with yourself about where you are, you may never be able to find the route there. And you might be trying to follow other people to get there, but your route is custom. It's custom because y'all are not in the same place. So it's really important that we're honest with ourselves about where we are. And I think it's really important as well. Transparency is something that's becoming a lot more common today. And I thank God for that. That's amazing. Um, because it helps people feel less lonely. It's crazy how so many people will be struggling with the same thing. And all of them will think they're the only ones struggling with that thing. But the Bible does tell us there's no temptation that is uncommon to man. But vocalization is an antidote many times, not all the time, but many times vocalization is an antidote to loneliness. Yeah, vocalization is an antidote to loneliness. If we would speak and tell people where we are and they can see they're also going through the same thing, you feel a little less lonely walking through those things and they see how you've overcome it and they can believe that there's hope for them as well there's a quote that i i feel like i kind of repeat this everywhere but a while ago maybe a year ago or so i don't know a while ago i came across this tim ross said this an edited testimony never freed anybody some of y'all ain't telling your full story and you're hoarding god's glory i don't know if hoarding is the right word Give God his glory by telling people the full story of what he delivered you from. Now, of course, if the Holy Spirit is like hush on some things, you do that. But if it's you trying to save an image, you guys are preventing people from seeing the magnitude of what God has done. Give God his glory. Give him his praise. Find out where you are. And when you're sharing your stories, tell the full truth. As the Holy Spirit allows you to speak, of course, use discernment. But I'm learning that it's really important to be real and transparent and stop leaving people alone. They're telling you their struggles and you're looking at them as if they're the only ones going through that thing. Come on. If all of us would open our mouths and speak, the world would be a lot less lonely. Yeah. Okay. One more thing I do want to say, and I've spoken about this in pretty much every episode. And I think I will continue to speak about this because it's something I'm walking through. And I know I'm not the only one, as I keep saying, is doing the hard things, right? So I think I was kind of like having a conversation with myself, slash really a conversation with the Holy Spirit about the fact that I want to do the things he's called me to do. But at the same time, I kind of don't want to do them sometimes. Like when I feel like it's time for me to record or edit and all the all those things, I don't feel like it. I want to lay on the couch. I just want to sleep, eat, watch a movie. I want to do something else, right? I want to do something else. But at the same time, I really want to do what he called me to do. And I'm asking myself, why am I having this battle? And then Holy Spirit reminds me that, yes, God gives us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That's what that is. I have the desire to do what pleases him. But at the same time, the flesh and the spirit are never going to agree. They are in constant opposition. And which is why you got to pick up your cross every day and 
choose not to follow the desires of the flesh because they are real. And so when I want to do what I know, when I don't want to do what I want to do, that's what that is. I remember there's a um, scripture somewhere where Paul was saying, you know, I do the things I don't want to do. Something like that. Something, you know, something complicated like that. But the point is, the fact that I don't want to do the things I want to do is actually normal. But I have a choice. I have a choice to follow the desires of the spirit, to follow the leading of the spirit so that I do not gratify the desires of the flesh. That tug of war is always going to be there. It's in the scripture where it says that the flesh and the spirit are always in constant opposition. And it says so that you are not free to do what you want to do. Although we don't have that anymore because we have power over the flesh. We can choose. We got power when Jesus overcame death. And so now we don't have to succumb to sin and we don't have to succumb to the desires of the flesh. We can put them to death every day. So you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice. And there are a number of watchwords that I have for this year. One of those is commitment. Commitment. And I understand now why that's such a key watchword. Because I have to choose that this is what I'm going to do regardless of how I feel. I commit. I have a resolve that regardless of how I feel, I am committed to this thing. And that makes me think about God. It makes me think about God because there's a scripture that talks about if we deny him God will also deny us but if we are unfaithful to him he will remain faithful because he cannot deny himself he's committed to his nature it's who he is he cannot be unfaithful and that's how we have to be we have to commit we have to commit to the call we have to commit to walking with God and we're going to have to choose to say no over different things how we feel what we want that is the call that we have yeah, that's the call that we have. And um, we have the power to choose every day. Thank Jesus. We have the power to choose. And so now I'm not questioning when I don't feel like doing what I want to do. I'm like, I get it now. I get it now because the flesh and the spirit are never going to agree. I get it. But I choose to lean into the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, so I think something I do want to do today, I didn't think about this until right now, literally right now on the spot is to just mention a few takeaways. If you didn't get anything else from the video, I want to say three things. Yeah, hopefully I can keep it to three. Um, the first thing we spoke about really was checking why you're doing things. The root of why you choose to do a certain thing. Will you be satisfied if God is the only one cheering you on? That's number one. Number two is, do you understand the significance of your name? Do you know the meaning of your name? And is that something you need to come out of agreement with? I think it's really important. Of course, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. But yeah, this is what has been on my heart lately. And the third thing, where are you? Where are you? Stop avoiding your feelings. Don't be led by them. I don't know where I heard this or if it was the Holy Spirit that dropped this in my heart, but it has stuck with me since the day it landed. It says, feelings 
are supposed to be indicators, not dictators. Don't dismiss them. Don't dismiss your feelings. Listen, you have them for a reason. Listen and ask God, sit down with yourself and the Holy Spirit to understand why do I feel that way? God can use our feelings to tell us things. God many times uses our bodies to witness to us. He can use that. But at the same time, feelings can be deceitful. So you don't allow them to lead you. They're not dictators. It's like when the scripture says, test the spirits, even though that's a completely different context, the same principle applies. The Bible doesn't say to dismiss the spirits. Don't dismiss them. Test them. It's important that you test them. So where are you? You need to sit down and ask yourself that question. Sit with God. Figure out where you are and then figure out where the destination is. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, he can lead you and you have a custom route. But you cannot advance to where you're going if you do not know your starting point. So those are three takeaways, if nothing else. Um, I hope this was beneficial to you. And I don't know how long this is, but I hope this was beneficial to you. And I'll catch you guys in episode five. Okay, wait. I'm not a YouTuber, but this is something apparently people are supposed to say. So please subscribe, you know, subscribe to my channel and subscribe also on all the podcast platforms. It's not just on YouTube. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, wherever you listen to your podcast is probably on there. And it's on YouTube too for people that are more like visual learners or just like to see. There are both options. And follow the Instagram page. It's at InPositionPod. That's at InPositionPod. I don't only like post the podcast. I post um, revelations really that the Holy Spirit gives me. Like the most recent one I posted, and I think this I'll end with it. This is a good one. The most recent one I posted was Change Your Mind. And it's with um, regards to toxic loyalty. And basically, what that is, so many people have made toxic commitments, toxic um, vows, they're in toxic relationships, they have toxic mindsets, toxic everything. And in the past, they made vows based off of the limited knowledge that they had, like, I'm never going to do this, I am this, till I die, I am this, on my over my dead body, this, blah, 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 just really bold statements. And... When they made those statements, it was based off of limited knowledge. They didn't know any better. It was ignorance. And I'm sure we've all been there. The reasonable thing, right, is when we realize we're wrong, we should turn back. We should act accordingly. We should evolve. But there are people that are so um, loyal to the old version of themselves, so loyal to things they said before. And sometimes it's based off of fear because they're concerned about how everybody will receive them, their image, perception, right? And some other times, it's just pride. But you can change your mind. Loyalty to foolishness is not admirable. Loyalty to foolishness is foolish. When you know more, you should do more. When you know better, you should do better. Bible says, if you know what you ought to do and you do not do it, it is sin. It's one thing when you do things out of ignorance. It's another thing when you have grown in wisdom and insight and choose to remain loyal to toxicity. Please evolve evolve accordingly and that's what we are all supposed to do as christians we are growing in christ we learn oh my gosh that thing i believed before was wrong that's not biblical we move accordingly we grow and become 
we grow and become more like Christ. And there was another verse that really stuck with me. I mentioned it um, on the post as well, Jeremiah 8.4. And it's basically saying that if people are um, going on the wrong path, they're heading towards destruction, and I'm heavily paraphrasing. Check it out, Jeremiah 8.4. But if they're going on the wrong path, and they discover they're on the wrong path, why should they continue to move on the self-destructive path? Should they not turn back? Well, you know better, you have to do better. Um, I said all of that, really. That started from me trying to say, follow the Instagram page. Follow the Instagram page. And if you see any of the posts that might be a blessing to anybody, send it to them, you know. And if it might be a blessing to you, follow it. If it's not, if you don't find it valuable, don't follow it. This thing is for the people that God has assigned to it. What I'm doing right now, I know there are people that he purposed to be recipients on the other end of it. So if that's not you, that's okay. Don't follow, don't subscribe. But um, I do advise you check it out and let the Holy Spirit lead you. So thank you guys for joining me and I will catch you in the next pod.